Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. It's been a, it's been a good day today. It's been a good day. Are you all set for Christmas? Uh, I think so. Yes, I think so. We've got um a couple of things to buy, but we our families are doing Secret Santa this year, so Aye. that is a result That's for the a, books, mate. Yes, mate. I think we are pretty much good to go as well. Oh, are you? I think so. I need to get two more presents, and I'm done. So great. Have you started rapping? Uh, the presents. <laughs> I was going to say. Actually yeah. I've got an illustrious rap career. What are you talking about? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, but um. I can say this because my missus doesn't listen to the podcast. Shame on you. Um, but this wrapping paper, my wrapping paper game this year has stepped up. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's covered in sharks, right? And it says on it, Santa Jaws. Wow. What can I say? Not, I mean, there's nothing you can say. <laughs> yep. Knocked it out of the park. Yep. For yep. realsies, that's a good win. Thank you, Asda. <laughs> right. Uh, Other supermarkets are available. Noted. I think I'll go and get some. Oh, that. Oh, just copy my. Just steal my thunder. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> I saw a jumper in Tesco that said Banta Claus. Oh, nice. And I immediately thought of Nathan Meadows. He's a. He works at PMT in Romford, and he went to. Um, he went to the Zildjian factory with. Jake and I and his banter game is sensational. You went to the Zildjian factory? You did should I, have said, did I tell you? you never, you've never mentioned this before? Wow. Do tell. Uh, no thanks. I think <laughs> I'll just, just keep it all to myself. Okay. Uh, why are we here? Why oh, I got you right as you were taking a drink oh, of juice. Ha 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 ha. Hold on. Uh, I think we're going to do, with this one, uh, we're going to do an annual roundup of the year. Yes. Because although we've not been running the podcast for a year... We've been running a shop for more than a year, mm, more yeah. than thirteen years. Yes, uh, I haven't. You have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. Um. So yeah, it's been quite an eventful one for us. It's, I would say, I've only been here for a year, but it's man. That, that's that fries my brain. I know, right? It's crazy. That fry. Well, like, what is it? Sixteen months. So I started on the first of August, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. So yeah, that's about sixteen months or so. Mm-hmm. That's scary, isn't it? It's crazy. Because mm-hmm. it feels like you've been here forever. Oh, that's nice. It is. Oh, that's it's dead good, cute. man. It's I'm going like... to get you a Santa Joe's uh, wrapping paper oh, uh, present. Brilliant. Um, aye, it feels just like, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's good. Thank you. No, it's, it's, thank it's, you. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Ah, so it is. I've said this to you before, man, and those of you that don't work in the shop won't know this, but when Adam's not here, when Adam has a day off, Hulk said... Hulk said... <laughs> this is a pure it's, bromance moment. Uh, like, well, it's, it's just the, it's a different vibe. Not a bad vibe. It's just like we don't get to joke about silly things like we do pretty much all day every day. Yeah, true. Five, four or five days a week, we just talk absolute nonsense all day, and then maybe serve some customers and take some photos. Yeah, I mean, some would say that's to the detriment of the shop. <laughs> that we're well, just like, have you seen this video? It's brilliant. But then people come in and there's like laughing and joking atmosphere, and it's all good. And ah, uh, yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we don't do any work. True. You know. So what happened this year, man? What happened this year, Chris? Quite a lot, I think. Um, I mean, it would we'd be doing ourselves a disservice, I believe, if we didn't mention right up top that we now have more than one shop. You know what I mean? No, I'm saying that was um, yeah, that was an event, to say the least. To say the least, very much so. It was an event. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. When did you find out that we were opening a second shop? Um, I'm curious about this. I'm interviewing you now. Maybe if I, if memory serves, 
the top of the year. So like January. Yeah. Aye. That's mental. Yep. I um, found out probably start of February, I think. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Well, I think that's when we actually got the place. Is that Start, when? Is I that when it was actually so, and started work on it? I think. Um, I know that certainly Gail and I were away in April, mm-hmm. and on the way home we stopped off. That's right. Yeah. Did um, you? Did Gail not help build some kits that day as well? Oh, she's done that a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, that was later. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. she chipped in. Um, has no fear. Knows how to build drums. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I found out at the top of the year. I remember Paul asking who I think if he was to if he if I was to guess who was going to be running the shop, and I picked Jake out straight away. Mm-hmm. Like I knew straight away. Yeah, uh, I guess for people who are listening and maybe don't know, um, we have two stores. Yes, we do. We have a shop in Glasgow, and we have a shop in Leeds. Mm-hmm. And Leeds is run by Mister Jake's Brooksbank. Jake's Brooksbank. Jake's Brooksbank. Uh, Brooks, Jake, Jake's yeah. Bank. Um, uh, he's a great, great, great fella, legend, and he's doing a smashing job down there. Um, and he's been in the industry quite a long time now. He's got quite a storied career. He's he's worked he worked for PMT, I'm sure, and then he was a sales rep for a while, and then he went to work for Gear for Music as the drum buyer, and now he works for us, running the branch. Yes, um, he's a badass. Yeah, he's very, very good, very talented. He's brought us. I mean, he got you know brands like SJC are in the shop now because of Jake. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has some great insight, and yeah, he's just a pleasure to have with us. Um, he's a good dude. Um, and he really knows his stuff as he well. He really does, like, aye, and he's, he's got a, a good bunch of staff working for him now. Mm-hmm. There's four of them all down there. Do you remember the days of days of yore when we would go up and down almost on a weekly basis? Yes, I, I, I do. Yeah. I passed my driving test on the Thursday in April, and on the Monday was driving to Leeds. Yep. So this is this is you hadn't even been on a motorway at this point, had you? Oh no, I'd done like the M seventy seven and the M eight. Right, okay. Like the day I passed my test, I made sure I like joined a motorway yeah. at seventy mile an hour just so that I didn't have to freak out about doing the M six. Totally. That's me. I, I still can't quite get my head around that. That's well, that's, that's badass, bro. Yeah, you just kind of like just get it done. Actually, what was a tougher drive was the bloody A sixty six. That road's horrendous. Oh yeah, totally. I'm actually a bit concerned about driving that in the winter, and I don't know how everyone else deals with it. Uh, Paul did it last year, I'm sure he did it. He was going up and down in the January, February. Oh, know? so have I got that right? So he was going down, obvi- oh, obviously he would have to, like long aye. before it was long before to time. the rest of us. Yeah, yeah aye, he was up and down and, um, you know, doing it in the fog and the snow and the, the ice. And I drove it home. The first time I drove it home, I only had one headlight. I didn't realise a headlight had gone out. No way. So that was pretty bad. Oh, that happened to me as well at one point. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, that was the that was like the real sort of... That was a huge, huge thing for us, man. Yeah. And I feel like, almost in a way, we kind of overlooked it a lot because it was like... If you weren't in the shop environment, like obviously it's a huge deal, but if you are in the shop environment, it's just like, well, yeah, of course. Like, this is... What are you doing today? Oh, driving down to Leeds. You know, I, I, do you know I, what I mean? I, yeah, I think so. I think so. Because like when I talk to people about it, they're like, man, you went to Leeds today and you went there and back and, and did a shift. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did time. Yeah. And and, I, it's kind of like, okay, cool. I just, you know. Um, what made it more mental is when I moved house. Because oh, yeah. 
all of a sudden I had to leave the house at 5.30am and not 6. Yeah. And half an hour makes a huge difference at 5.30 in the morning. It does, yeah. Um, That's when I need to leave as well, I, 5.30. But I had the, like, I was a kick in the backside off the M74 entrance. Mm-hmm. So it made no, it was like a five minute drive from my front door to the M74. Yeah. Um, at that time, you know, at that time, the longest part of your journey is being stuck in traffic lights. Mm-hmm. Because there's not even any traffic at that time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't really hit traffic till you get to Leeds. That's true, actually. When you get on the M1, the M1? Mm-hmm. yeah, that's when you really because once you come over Scotch the A66, corner. Uh, Scotch Corner, you don't see any traffic before that. Yeah, it's kind of unless on the A66 you get stuck behind the tractor. True story. <laughs> that's brutal. I bet it is, man. That happened apparently to uh, when Craig Reynolds came up and did his clinic this year. Right. When him and Joe were going back, uh-huh. they got stuck behind the tractor. Oh man rough and it's not the road you want to overtake on no no oh, no because there's like average speed cameras and everything right? like they yeah, just yeah. rinse you yeah. Um, yeah it's a tough one it's a tough one but what wasn't i guess tough was dealing with the fact that we now have two shops yeah and I, what i liked about what was really lovely um from a shop point of view is that we kind of got to design it the way we wanted because of the shape of it it mm-hmm. lent, it was just a big square so you could kind of do what you want and you know do some cool aesthetics you know the symbol yeah. lights and all that that people talk about and stuff mm-hmm. um whereas commerce street before we moved to here commerce street was just a big sausage it's a big tube man you can't do it with a big like cylindrical roof you can't do anything with it yeah you know what i mean um so it was kind of nice to see it take shape yeah, totally. and if anybody has that listens to this has been in the shop, what, things like the the pedal shelves mm-hmm. are great. That was all new to us, and how we did all that, you know, and having a goods in entrance for the first time really meant that we needed one for Glasgow. Yeah, know. I think in a, in a lot of ways, and maybe I, I might be wrong about this, but I think Leeds was like a a way of like if we could do Glasgow again but better. Before obviously this was yeah. before we decided to move the Glasgow shop, but I think. Leads is certainly like if we could reshape Glasgow, how would we do it? Yeah, I think probably so. something like this, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of what we did, you know. Yeah. Um, and finding the right staff, I think we got the team right down there. Yeah. It's tough to find staff down in another country. Yeah. When you know when you you don't know anyone and. Yeah, and I guess the the hardest bit as well is, and perhaps maybe naively we we thought it, we could use the history of of glasgow here yeah as right. a way of like oh this is brilliant they've now got a shop in leeds but well i guess what we very quickly learned was that like history doesn't really mean anything no, when you've not got anything down there to back it up really yeah, that's a you whole know, other, or just a whole new shop aye, down a there. whole other city and you know there's i think when you realize that we see new customers every day yeah then like literally everyone's new in Leeds. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is quite, in a weird way, it's quite refreshing. Oh, aye, massive. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, Feels like your first day at school again. Yeah, and new relationships with people and getting to know what people play and, mm-hmm. excuse me, all that stuff is pretty rad. You know? It's really cool, man. It's really yeah. cool. I like it. I always like, especially in the early days of Leeds, like I used to really like it a lot because it was like man it's, it feels like you're going on holiday a little bit because yeah, you're, you're traveling for a, obviously for a while ah yeah for sure um and then you get there and then like the shop all like looks great not to take away from how glasgow looks because now glasgow looks amazing but yeah um certainly down there when you first walk in the door it is that jaw drop factor of whoa yeah like, 
This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's it's <laughs> it was quite bizarre at first actually. And this is going to sound really weird, but hearing English voices, yeah, like answer the phone saying drummers only leads. Yeah. You know, like it was yeah, quite yeah. bizarre, but cool. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And I mean, my experience down there, I've I've seen people come in the door. I've seen regular Glasgow customers come and say hello while I've been in, which has been amazing. But I've also seen people drive from like Carlisle. Yeah. So that's like the equivalent, I guess, of driving from Dundee. Mm-hmm. To Down just, to Glasgow. Ah, like, like, wow, okay, cool. So we're the the catchment area is quite wide. Yeah. You know, so um which is one of the I guess one of the um what's the word I want? Um reasons for opening. Yeah. You know, that such a big catchment area of drummers that yeah. didn't have a an independent shop to mm-hmm. to serve them. And the guys down there are great, like, yeah, there's yeah. obviously we've got Jake, we've now got Katie, we've got Bryn, we've got Jack now as well, yeah. and all the guys down there are brilliant. Yeah, and they all have different reasons for playing the drums and different experience and different things to bring to mm-hmm. to the shop, which yeah, is totally. great, you know. So shout out to all our lovely, lovely lead staff. Yes. Thank you. We need to get at least Jake on the podcast at some point. Yeah, we. I'd love to do one room, just go down. Like, yeah. I just go. I, I, I hate. I wouldn't do one on the phone. No, no. Or we've Skype. actually been asked that before. We, we would ask if we if we would do a Skype podcast. N- they never sound great. Yeah, I think I think the balance of that certainly, in my experience, is really tough to nail. Yeah, every time I hear one and like it gets all glitchy and yeah, like it, if the connection goes a bit weird, I just yeah, I just never like them. Yeah, I much prefer a just live face to face face to face yeah it just ah, it's just so yeah we should do one um the next time jake is up for a manager's meeting or something we can we should pin him down yeah yeah yeah, and just try and because then people can can see how much he he sometimes bullies me yeah (laughs) every day i'm only joking i love you jake um so that was a that was a big deal what else did we do well obviously we moved the glasgow branch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that also goes without saying. Yeah. Um, which, again, when you think about that, like, it's weird starting the year in one shop and, like, finishing it in another. It's bonkers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll probably feel it more than I will because you were in Commerce Street far longer than I was. You know, obviously I came in as a customer, but, like, you were kind of pretty much on that street from day one. Yeah, I, um It was... It's great. I mean... The, the the benefits outweigh any hassle that it was to move or anything like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and t- to be fair, the team and they they really pulled together something amazing. We moved the shop in a day. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, it took time. Like, let's not get it twisted. It was built over the course of what six weeks, mm-hmm. and you know, stuff got moved over gradually like yeah. delivery started changing and that kind of thing and it wasn't like we moved literally everything in one day but we moved the shop in a day yeah you know? like effectively like literally took stock from one place and put it in another place and set it up yeah we closed for one day i mean the yeah. third we closed on the friday we opened on the saturday but on the thursday i dealt with a customer from leeds he came up so he was in the shop for four hours mm-hmm. so you guys were trying to move stuff around a man short pack drums yeah totally. you know and um, so there was like it's a pretty amazing job got pulled off mm-hmm. in order to make it operational so quickly yeah totally um, and I love it oh yeah I oh. love being here mm-hmm. it's great do you know what I, I've noticed about it and this might sound weird but it's 
the surrounding area is so quiet. Oh, it's great. Because in the city centre, you you just hear buses, taxis, some questionable people shouting various things. Oh, well, you get all the trappings of a city centre. Yeah, totally. Um, like, but just to, I think... <laughs> it's like we've moved out to the suburbs. Uh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Effectively, I did this year. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and it, it's just so much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. We can park the car outside. Um, you know, yeah. we don't... It doesn't cost us an arm or leg to park. Totally. For those who didn't know, um, and perhaps if you're a customer of the shop, you'll obviously know the difficulty of parking that was Commerce Street. Yeah. It was the exact same for us yeah. as well. It, we, it was a total nightmare for us as as staff members. Yeah, like five in a day to park in the subway station. Yeah, me and Chris had to park in... Um, there's a, a subway station called Shield Road in Glasgow. And it's a big... kind of They've got a big multi-storey car park. Yeah, it's a parking ride. You you know, you, you park there in subway into town. Yeah, totally. So it's, it's great, obviously, if, if you need to park there for, for a day and use the subway to get about. Don't want to navigate parking in Glasgow. But for us, it was like nearly six pounds a day yeah you know? and obviously if you're working five or six days a week that's that's a nightmare yeah they had an offer where you could pay like 50 quid a month but we'd also have to walk like 10 minutes yeah. from the subway station because there was one round the corner that we could never ever get parked in because yeah. we opened at 10 we would get to work at like nine half nine you're not getting a space at 9 a.m no no chance so yeah it's like 10 minute walk in the rain and all that part you know yeah. so so you guys as customers would obviously appreciate that anyway but it was the exact same for us so i think knowing that when you leave your house in the morning and you can get parked at your work and also knowing that customers can come and get parked because let's be honest let's not beat about the bush like a drum shop like parking is pretty much essential because yep. otherwise you're holding up the roads trying to load in your new drums and then you're rushing and then supposing you yeah. drop one you know and, like, and even just what four forty for an hour in the city center oh it's madness it's you know, total madness. So, you know, it just makes everybody's visit here a lot nicer. Yeah. You're not thinking about, oh, I've only got 15 minutes in the meter and, yeah. you know, because I only had a pound in my pocket, you know, mm-hmm. or, or any of that stuff, you know. I think the only kind of complaint we've had is literally that we're just a little bit further out. Oh, but yeah, but boo-hoo. very quickly outweighed by yeah. the fact, well, at least you can park. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, You know, for me, it's like five more junctions. Yeah. You know, so that which outweighs having to pay for parking and walk ten minutes to work because by the time I've done all that, I'm at work at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. I just keep driving. So yeah, it's and um, but aesthetically, I think the place looks amazing. Oh, it looks. Obviously, it's, it's still getting worked on as yeah. we speak. Um, yeah. If you hear weirdness over this, Gordon is doing some work downstairs. So Gordon bought a nail gun. Yeah. So <laughs> if if the microphones are quite sensitive, so if it picks up anything like that, that's what's going on. Um, don't freak out but yeah we it's much more comfortable uh, it's brighter it's bigger it's 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 cleaner um, it doesn't feel like you've I've heard, caught you saying this to customers a few times and I'm just going to steal it off you because I think it's great but it doesn't feel like everything's on top of you yeah do you know what I mean I ironically think. there's a mezzanine where stuff literally is on top of you but like it doesn't feel like you're crowded no. like the old shop did yeah because the, the, we've got more width and more height here so it felt like it, like drums were actually literally towering over you and tripping over stuff and now things can be spaced out and we've got more gear in here but it still feels more spacious yeah totally which is amazing it's wild because we had someone come in today actually who was like have you got just as much stuff as you did and it's like well no we've got more yeah <laughs> and totally. it doesn't feel like it no it does not which is awesome yeah it really is so that's been like the 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 biggest thing for Glasgow and, and I hope that 
you get to come and see it if you're listening to this. I know like not everybody's managed to make it because we've literally only this will air on this will be Christmas Eve you listen to this or after Christmas. Um, but it's the week before right now. So I know that in the four weeks we've been here, not everybody has managed to make it over and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, if you can get over, I think you'll be surprised by by how awesome it is. And how easy it is to get here as well. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not laying claim to it. It was, it was done by and some very skilled people put it together. Totally. Um, you know, so, yeah. Aye, but it, it, it looks great and hopefully it feels great for you yes. coming in. I personally can't wait till we first hold a clinic in it. Yeah. Speaking of, segue. <laughs> well, that sounds like you're going to announce one. All right, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> but we did do some pretty killer ones this year, though. We did a lot of clinics this year. We were really minor heavy this year. Really minor heavy, um, which isn't a bad thing, of course. Because no. Mino brings some amazing artists. Yeah, yeah. Such as. You've got the list, bro. Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. Boom. Yep. Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds. Benny Greb. Benny Greb. Well, that was Matt Sonar, Garska. wasn't it? Oh, that was, yeah. You're right. But he still plays Yeah, Reynolds. he still plays Reynolds. Matt Garska. Yep. Luke Holland. Yep. That's it. Is that the minor clinics? Well, Matt Halpern. Matt Halpern. Evans brought him here, though. Yeah. Um, Federico Popovic. Uh, but we kicked the year off with the, the immeasurable Steve Smith. Yep. Which, that feels like so long ago. I know, right? February. It was February. Um... Steve was a an amazing get. How did you find speaking to Steve? Like, uh, well, he's American, so anyone who's American doesn't understand anything I say. So I had to speak really slowly. <laughs> Dude, sometimes I don't understand yeah. what you say. So I had to speak really slowly, but no, he's great. I mean, he's he's on another level of good. Mm-hmm. So just talking to him about anything drummy is it's kind of like talking to Gordon Ramsay about checking. <laughs> you know what I mean about like about cooking chicken please explain well the guy knows every nuance of it right I throw it in the oven (laughs) (laughs) or a grill do you know what I mean do you know what I'm getting at like he knows nuance on how to cook every sort of part of a chicken yeah you know or pork belly or something Steve Smith's technique is off the scale like it's bonkers and the guy's achieved more over his life than than most drummers will. Yeah. You know? Um, However you feel about it, he recorded Don't Stop Believing. Which I was quite shocked, actually, that he played, because I didn't think he was going to play it. I thought... I thought... I I was half expecting someone in the crowd to be like, Yeah! Uh Play Don't Stop Believing! I think he he, he just knows, man. He just, like... Like, knock out the hits. Yeah. But it was great as well because there was kids in the crowd who yeah. were just like, "Oh no way!" Like yeah, as yeah. soon as they started playing that, their minds were blown. Yeah. And it's it's tough to play properly because you play it left hand lead and all the ride bell stuff that's going on. I love how he broke it down and all that it was great. Um, and he's just yeah, he, like it, when you if you look at Steve's playing, if you're a jazzer. He knows so much about all of that stuff because he studied so many players. So for me, it's kind of bonkers to talk to him because yeah. I like a lot of that stuff, you know. Um, so yeah, just a real treat, man. You know, and there was some. I think people had some genuine fanboy moments that night. Oh, totally. You know, totally. getting to meet him and hang out. Unfortunately, I couldn't. I couldn't hang afterwards. I think you guys went out. I think Paul went out for a beer. Paul went out for a beer with Steve. I think yeah. And yeah. said it was great, you know. Um, so yeah, like. Uh, these guys they at that level they don't really have anything to prove 
Mm-hmm. Um, not that most of the clinicians we put on do, but it just means that they kind of have a different kind of fun. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. and he's done that many now that he's pro at it. Yeah, you know? it's like second nature to him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing teacher. Mm-hmm. Amazing at breaking down and passing on knowledge. Yeah. He really knows how to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a real treat. You, you kind of got to see why guys like Todd Zuckerman yeah. look up to this guy, you know, yeah. because it's like, wow. Yeah. He's just another level. Yeah, very, very, very talented man. And very, I love his honesty about, you know, like, he was talking about things like when he plays with Journey, if he plays a big stadium, he just played the drums like he does on a, on a clinic. Because mm-hmm. he realises that if he hits them any harder, it doesn't make any difference. Because he's in an outdoor arena. So he just lets the engineer do it all and he just plays like he plays. Yeah. You know? Wisdom comes with experience, you know? True. So yeah, that was amazing. like a Jedi. Yeah, a little Jedi bit. master. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, he didn't get my name right. I think he called me Chess or something at first. Chess. Yeah, because I speak too quickly. But we got there. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, but then after that we had uh, Mike Johnson, who's like another level of teacher. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, that, brilliant. Was that March? That was March. The end of March. Oh, no. Was it? No, end of March. Yeah. No. Don't know. No. Don't know. He he was um, as was Tiz was he's amazing. He was one of my favourite hangs. I think, not to take away from anyone else, but he was great. He was absolutely brilliant. I never got to hang. Boohoo! I know. <laughs> Sad you for never you. got to see the clinic. So. I never. That was the the catch twenty two of that one. Um, yeah, he was great, man. Great, and every bit the sort of um the comedian and all that that you see on the internet you know mm-hmm. you realise very quickly that it's literally just the same he's just the same guy it's not an act or anything like with that with a few more swear words f- yeah, well, yeah yeah but yeah uh, sensational yeah he mm-hmm. was cool but he, knew, he, he really he, he kind of got a lot of the guys in here out their shell a bit I think um, when he was speaking to them at dinner right just like really getting them to open up about like drums which is Bizarrely, you wouldn't think we would have a lot of like, or well, you would think we would have a lot of conversations about that in here, but we don't really. Like, usually we just shoot the shit a little bit between staff. You mean? Yeah, like oh, between right, staff, okay. like we don't usually like. Is I think it's quite rare for us as staff to actually talk about like how we feel about we're playing and, and drumming and all that. I uh, think anyway. Well, usually we're too busy. Yeah, that as well. <clears throat> so I'm scaling through our Instagram looking for the date. For the day, oh, is, is it that pressing? I just want to. I just want to get it right. I need to know. Pretty much, in March the thirtieth, you were right. Boom. So, there you go. So yeah, Mike was amazing. Um, really, really great guy. Uh, he still keeps in touch with the shop. He it? does. I. Yeah. He played sensationally. Mm-hmm. He played really well, and I, I loved them. Um, the Man in the Moon stuff he did. You know the the band. He's band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, that was great. Um, just generally all round amazing. Mm-hmm. So it was. What was he? Um, what was he using on that clinic? Do you remember? He used a Brooklyn twenty twelve fourteen and a matching snare. I'm sure he used a DW five thousand, and then he used um, the new Minol. What are they called again? Founders Reserve. Thank you. Hi hats. Has his signature ride, and I think a special dry crash. 
mm-hmm. Extra Dry Crash, rather. I can't remember the other one. Um, and his Vader sticks before he went to Vic Firth. He was still playing Vader at the time. Mm-hmm. And Aquarian was, Heads as well. Yeah. Um, kit sounded amazing. It felt great to play. He let us all play his kit, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt great to play. Um, yeah, aye. Um, just, just simple one up, one down. Yep. No, no thrills. No, no thrills, nothing like that. And just, yeah, just made it sound amazing. Yeah. So He's a boss. Totally. Total boss. And his cowbell, he was playing the prototype of his cowbell, wasn't he? Yes, he time. was. And that's just it's just come out actually. But yeah, he was. I think was. we may have accidentally leaked it on a live video. Really? Yeah, I think so by accident. Yeah. When? <laughs> like the day before the clinic, it was a night because it was a Friday night, wasn't it? Like the night before yeah, the clinic because the clinic was a Saturday. That's right. Um, and uh, poor Joe, I put I kind of put him on the spot because he had the cowbell in his hand. Right. <laughs> And then it wasn't until after we'd put it on the live video and he went through it all that uh, after I'd kind of switched the red light off, he was like, I don't know if we were supposed to talk about that or not. Magic. And I was like, right. <laughs> oh, well. Um, ah, we'll fix it in post. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. So that way it wasn't that live. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Done. Oh, sorry, Joe. We didn't remember we gave away a competition. He did have a year of free lessons. He did, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Wow, forgot yeah. all about that. Yeah, what a prize, man! I know what I get. It was because we actually, well, when we had him at dinner, we were talking about things we could do for socials wise, and he just like didn't even think about it. He was just like, "How about I give away a year of my lessons?" Like, Mental, a year what? subscription, as if it was like no big deal. Like, okay, uh, can I get on on that? Is yeah, totally. Can I win it, Mike? Mike, Mike, Mike. If I, you're if you're listening, Mike, I would. Uh, I I really like. That. <laughs> But what a prize. Just crazy. What a dude. Yeah. What a dude. Speaking of dudes, uh, <laughs> that was dudes. <laughs> uh, Matt Halpern and Federico Pavlovich. Oh, God, yeah. Hi. So, uh, they were the first clinic to be held in Leeds, believe it or not. That's correct. Yes, they were. The night before Glasgow. The night before Glasgow. So, me and Gordon, uh, we drove down on this Thursday. Thursday, because it was a Saturday night in Glasgow. So the clinic was a Friday yep. in Leeds, that's right. Me and Gordon went down uh, to the venue, um, Iger Studios, mm-hmm. there we go. Um, and they were great, Like they put on a really great show, obviously it was the first clinic for drummers only Leeds, um, and it was a great turnout. Uh, Craig Reynolds was there as well, that's the first time I met Craig. Really? Craig turned up. I had no idea. Just to, I think it was, he did a podcast with Matt. And I don't know if it was related, whether he got him while he was in town. Because uh, Joe from Mino was there, and he brought... Uh, did he bring Craig? I think he brought Craig. Because the following week was the Leeds opening day. Right. Where Craig played. Uh-huh. Um, but Craig was there. Craig was, oh, wow, that's was a, 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 a paying guest to the, the clinic. So, there you go. Did you not know that? I didn't I'm sure know I told that. you that. No, I didn't know. Um, you maybe did. It doesn't mean I listened. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Sorry. You do that quite a lot, yeah. Um, Sometimes I look at you and I can just see you listening to the ocean. Uh, it's because I've, I've got a shell up at my ear. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, two very different players, eh? Mm. Uh, Federico was like, ridiculous, man. Yeah. See all the stuff he was doing with the click track? That uh, yeah. Insanity. Yeah, I think most people got about eight bars of knowledge out of that and then was like, don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> just bonkers. Yeah. Amazing. 
mm-hmm. amazing. He was great. He was a really cool guy as well. Yeah. Um, and then Matt, of course, Matt blew it out of the water. He had possibly up until we heard Craig's bell brass Tama snare. Oh, Jing's how. Uh, Matt had the loudest snare drum I think I'd ever heard. Was that a reference brass? It was a reference. Uh, it was a his. I think his was a bell brass as well. I'm sure, it was crazy, crazy loud. It was really heavy as well. Yeah, it was. Like, because yeah. after the clinic, uh, Matt and Federico were doing, like, photos and all that. Me and Gordon were trying to frantically pack down the PA. <laughs> the PA. Was this on the Thursday? Uh, was it a Thursday? Uh, it's on the Friday. Friday, yeah, because um, cause we had to drive back up the road after the clinic. Um, and I went to pick up Matt's snare drum because we were tore down his, his drums, obviously. And I went to pick it up and I almost dropped it because I just I took the weight of it off the stand and just got instantly thrown back down to the floor because I was like, oh man, this is this is heavy. Mental. Mentoids. Yeah. Um, and then you had to drive home. We had to drive home. We spoke a lot about Game of Thrones at that point because Game of Thrones Weren't was... Were you playing on the Saturday night? As well? I was playing on the Saturday night and I think I was in Aberdeen? No. I think I was in Aberdeen the following day, yeah. Uh, I felt worse for Gordon because Gordon obviously came back up the road and then he was working the next day. So at least I got to sleep and till the like, clinic and ended the clinic at night. Yeah. Um. So at least I got to sleep it off a little bit. Yeah. But I remember I got back home at like four a.m. and uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't even think me and Gordon said bye to each other. Not in a bad way, but we were just so <laughs> tired. We were just like I was like. Right, Thanks, Gordon. He was like, you're very welcome. Bye. Oh, no, we did, we did say bye, but it was a very sl- a sleepy yeah, bye. Yeah, that might have been a shift. Yeah, that was, that was... But it was worth it, though, because yeah. obviously the clinic went really well. And then I felt really sorry for Matt the next night because the one thing we learned about the Dry Gate, which was the venue that we held it in, is that the bar stays open on a Saturday night and they get to make as much noise as they want. And Matt was trying to talk to a clinic audience without a microphone because oh, he decided no. to not use the microphone. So like, can everybody hear me? And they were all like, yeah. And then the DJ started next door. Oh, no. Yeah, it was rough, man. Yeah. It was rough. Because I was, I'd, obviously I missed the Glasgow Clinic that night, but how did it go? It like, went really well, man. It was long. It was long. Yeah. They did like an hour and 15 minutes each and then had a question and answer session. Wow. Yeah, so I think it was, you know, it was a bit of a shift. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they could have maybe like, just for audience's sake, chopped like 30 minutes off, did mm-hmm. an hour each and, you know, then questions... But they got a really attentive audience, mm-hmm. uh, especially Matt. Uh, there was a lot of fans there, uh, periphery fans could come down and, and mm-hmm. get, you know, nerding out, bro. Yeah, totally. Um, which was obviously what you want. That's great, you mm-hmm. know, a great audience for the guy. Um, so, yeah, it, it was good. Uh, different. Matt spoke a lot rather than played. So, Fed mm-hmm. played loads mm-hmm. and Matt talked loads. Yeah. Uh, and that's not a slight. That's just how it went, mm-hmm. you know. Totally. Um, so I it was it was good different but but good yeah and I think it was a great one to kick off for Leeds as well yeah because it was literally two different sides of the spectrum right okay uh, on the same night yeah yeah know, for with sure. Feds and um, and Matt both being very different players yeah you know? yeah big time but it was great yeah it was awesome oh yeah Matt had some good chat about like he's really into doing things like just changing his kit. Yeah, he kept changing his kit on that clinic tour. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like he's really into it to, just to see how he plays and what it brings out and all that. Yeah, you know, so that he's not stuck playing the same fill-ins and things. You know, mm-hmm. so he'll do. Like I remember for the longest time, I thought he just played a floor tom, a bass drum, snare drum. Mm-hmm. But he'll sometimes play a six-piece kit, or then mm-hmm. he'll play just a two-piece kit, or yeah, you know, so that 
I'm he, sure he dropped down to a floor term, snare drum and bass drum uh, a couple of nights after the Glasgow clinic. Right. I'm sure he did. Because it was still like the tour was still going on. Yeah, that's point. right. They went to Europe, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. Um, I didn't see any photos, but yeah. So, I, that's, I mean, that reminded me of being a kid because I did things like that when I was younger, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, I would turn the kit and put the floor tom at the left and things, you know, yeah. and see what happens. Do you still experiment with your drums now? Like, well, set-up-wise? No, I don't. No. It's all pretty standard. Can't be bothered, or? Uh, I just don't have a practice facility and when, if I'm playing, I don't really have time and I, I, I'm i not necessarily being creative, so I don't want to make things wonky for the band. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. turn up. In case you try a fill that doesn't quite work and it throws yeah, the band off or something. Yeah, and I'd, you know, I just, it's just much easier if I don't. Yeah. Don't do Excuse that. Me, are we oh, am I that boring, Chris? Totally. Oh. No, do you do it? Sometimes. I, like, I do it depending on the space. Right. So, like, I currently I use my Breakbeats kit uh-huh. anyway, which is pretty small to begin with. Um, but I had to do a wedding midsummer. Um, where it was like, I can't remember the name of the venue, but we were basically playing in about the same proximity as a postage stamp. So, okay, sounds um, great. Oh, it was phenomenal. So I literally had just like bass drum, snare drum. Yeah. Hi-hats and ride. Yeah, that I did I that. I mean, I did one up. I did none up, one down for a while. None up, one down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what I currently do. I have floor tom, bass drum, snare drum. Right. Cymbals. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, playing those gigs, you don't really need more than that. Mm, you know? It, not really. Um... So yeah, no, I don't really, but I don't really mess with it. No, I just one up, one down, away we go. Would you go if you could design your ideal setup? Would you say in your mind that you've got your ideal setup now, or? Um, I think it would be relative to the music. Right. Um, that was a very cons- conservative. No, I, I'm I'm being <laughs> I'm being serious. Um, although I did go through, it, I, I sat in a rehearsal room earlier in the year and. 10, 12, 14 was up and I just left it and it was lots of fun mm-hmm. so maybe I'll put a 10 in at some point yeah did you feel like your playing changed a lot? not a lot but it was easier to do certain things and right okay um, yeah things like that and I found myself playing like melodic fill-ins as opposed to just the same thing all the time doo-doo yeah that kind of thing yeah um, so no, I mean I wouldn't rule it out, but right now I've got a baby in a way as well, so spending money on drums is kind of not yeah. really a priority. It's like you've got a ten inch tom, but you now can't eat for the rest of the month. Kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need to buy a pram. Yeah. So those ain't cheap. No. And happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. No, seriously though, like um, I st- I, d- I bought a snare drum recently, but I did sell one as well, so. Yeah. You know, See, so technically you didn't really. No, it cost me, me twenty quid in shipping. There you go. You know, but ah yes, I'm still into it. I mean, I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I, never, I never want to do that. I hate drums. I don't hate drums. I love drums, but right now I don't really need to change it. You know, yeah. I prefer. I actually prefer changing symbols more. So, what's your kind of symbol rig for like a wedding? So lately, I've been playing all Istanbul Ops. Right. So fourteen inch traditional medium hi hats. An 18-inch Jazz Crash, a 20-inch Originals, traditional Originals ride, and then I'll change the Crash on the right to either be a 17-inch Traditionals Thin or an OM 18. Okay. So, and I do that depending on how much space we've got and how loud I need to be, because the OM Crash is quieter. 
Right, okay. Uh, and sometimes I, I've got an exist 20-inch crash as well that sometimes I put up. Mm-hmm. And then maybe sometimes I put up an 8-inch trash hit as well. Oh, okay. Which is cool. What do you use that for? Like uh, Instead of a splash. Okay. You know? So, you had a thing for splashes, eh? Yeah, for a wee while. I used to, yeah. <laughs> um, But I, I lost it. I, I had an HHX 10-inch crash and it, a splash and it got nicked. So. Oh, a nightmare. So I didn't ever replace it. Um, but yeah, I do like them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But I prefer them darker. I don't. I don't prefer them to be super bright, like Manu Kashi or something. I'm not really into that sound. But yeah, yeah. So that's that's the main rig. I do have my Sabian symbols as well. That you know, I'll. I'll they're predominantly artisans. So do you use those for like recording, or do you use them for? Like, uh, I have done. I've used mix setups for recording as well, where mm-hmm. I've used like Sabian Hatch and Ride and Istanbul Crashes and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So. Um, I, I would change that up per song. Right. That kind of thing. I like so, doing that. I suppose we kind of touched on this a few episodes back, but do you find that having gear, like having a lot of different options helps in the recording process? Uh, uh, yeah, but that I think that depends on the engineer and it depends how far you've thought it through. Mm-hmm. Like with the last recordings I, I had done, the, the guy whose music is, it was, he's a good mate. I mean, he likes it to be really considered ahead of time. Mm-hmm. He's not into just being like, "Fuck it, let's try something different." He's just not. It's just not the way mm-hmm. he operates. Like he has his guitar sound, and yeah. that like doesn't change. Mm-hmm. The bass sound doesn't change. You know, so everything was really planned out. Mm-hmm. Um, we did try a different drum on one track, but it didn't work, and yeah. it genuinely didn't work. It wasn't like, "Oh, that's different. I don't like it." No, it just didn't. It wasn't happening. Yeah. So. You know, I wouldn't do it to someone whose band it was and, and unless that was green lit. And then mm-hmm. like, let's try loads of different stuff. And I also, I <laughs> I absolutely roasted my diary. How do you mean? I thought I had two days to do drums and I didn't. Oh, so no. So I did 13 tracks in one day. Ouch. Yeah. I mean, rehearsed and, and some great takes. Yeah. I wouldn't do that again. No, no, that's just a level of stress no one needs. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. And it was through Edinburgh as well, so I was up at the crack of dawn. In fact, I went through the night before. So we did. Just yeah. so we could get to the studio first thing. Um, mm-hmm. And once it was set, right, we just go. Um, and just whatever happens, happens kind of thing. No, because they're all very party songs. Right, okay. So, I mean, that they're not party songs. They have parts. <laughs> party on <laughs> weeds. Um... So yeah, it was it was considered, an, but it was brutal. Yeah. So we didn't really have time to mess around and be like, let's try a different pair of hi hats on this one. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I didn't even mess with tuning either. No, just just shoot in, man. Yeah. Away we go. Um, I suppose in that time frame, like you've not really got option for much else. No, and we were also making a Bozit rock record. Yeah. So. It didn't need to be any different. You know, mm-hmm. if we were making like a country thing or a singer-songwriter thing or um, some songs were kind of pseudo-electronic or, mm-hmm. you know, if there was different flavours on it, then sure, great. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't. It was very much a three-piece rock band. Yeah. You know, proper 90s Nirvana. In your face. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and there's no apologies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we were making. That's the kind of music it was. Yeah. Um, so once I had a sound that worked, I mean, I think I had three or four crashes up, so I had options in terms of crashes, you know. Yeah. Um, but pretty much once it was in, it was in. Stayed. Sweet. Yeah. So, but, you know, I'll change symbols 
depending on how I feel. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not taking out anything bonkers. You know, I'm not taking out Crash of Doom and <laughs> all that. Kind I feel of, set at your customs. Yeah, yeah, like, so some days I might be like, oh, I think I want to play Sabians today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm super fortunate that I have tons of gear. Yeah, totally. But that's collected over 14 years of working in the drum shop. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of it's been gifts and all that, you know. Yeah. Um, Gail bought me my artisan ride for graduating, and oh well, she bought me an artisan crash for Christmas once. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, that kind of thing, or I'll change my snare drum, you know, depending on how I feel, or yeah, that kind of thing. But I don't mm-hmm. really mess with what I take out setup wise. Like it's always one up, one down. Mm-hmm. Twenty twelve fourteen, mm-hmm. you know, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've never really with my symbol setup. I've pretty much always like had it all the same right the only thing i did i i had all sabian symbols i had all aax okay like the explosion pack or something it was the stage set it was no it was the explosion pack but it had the accelerator hi-hats oh yeah okay um so it had the accelerator hi-hats 16 18 explosion crashes and a 20 inch stage ride right um wasn't a fan of the hi-hats but just kind of they were they were better than what i was using before i was using b8s okay so that's an upgrade then. A mega upgrade, yeah. totally. Uh, I love, and I still do love it, um, the AAX 18-inch explosion crash. Yeah. It's just straight up bang. That's a crash symbol. Yep. Brilliant. Um, rides all right. I mean, I've, I've just I obviously got by with it. But was it a stage ride? It was a stage ride, yeah. Man, I, I talked about this before, I think, but in the right context, that ride symbol's awesome. Mm-hmm, totally. I did a dep early in the year and I had an artisan ride up I'd borrowed Liam's symbols when mm-hmm. Liam was still here and like two tunes in I swapped out for the stage ride because I just couldn't hear the ride mm-hmm. and I needed a big clangy bell. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So I like, totally get you, man. Yeah. In the right context, that symbol's magic. Totally. You know? You're totally right. Yeah. Um, but then a couple of years ago when I switched pretty much all my symbols over at Zildjian, mm-hmm. um, I've pretty much just kept it the same. Right. Like the only thing I did was, and perhaps this was naive of me at the time, but I only bought four symbols, so obviously the two hi-hat symbols. Um, I had the Master Sound hi-hats. I bought an EFX as my only crash. Oh, wow. And I had the 22 just standard K ride, oh, which I love. Right, like, I thought you'd bought a pack. No, no, uh, I bought them all as individuals. How I initially wanted... Initially what I wanted was 15-inch light hats, uh-huh. 22 light rides, uh-huh. Um, and the EFX is my only crash. That was like I had uh, for some reason. I, I can't even think why I d- did that. Like I think, I think it maybe I was a huge fan of Two Door Cinema Club, right? And Ben, who plays, uh-huh. he has an EFX, and I just saw it and I thought that symbol is cool as. Did the, your um, because <laughs> you bought them before you worked here, right? Yes. So did your local drum store's member of staff persuade you to buy the correct symbol? I can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> um, thanks, Liam. Um, yes, because he was like, which he, he totally was, because I, I like this, the hi hats I've got just now. I love them. Right. Um, it's the Master Sound hi hats, fourteen inch K Master Sound hi hats, and I love them. I think they're just really versatile. Right. Um, same with the ride symbol. I think the two match each other really well. It's a regular K ride, yeah. Regular twenty-two inch K ride. I just oh, I knew it's a twenty-two. Right? It's a, I came in with knowing that I wanted a bigger ride symbol because right. I had the twenty. I was like, I really want a 22. And I had my heart set on the K-Light ride. And then when I just heard the, the standard K-Ride, I was just like, yep, that, that works for me. Yeah, the light ride's gorgeous, but it's really thin. 
Yeah. So I think it we you know what you would need it to do wouldn't it wouldn't have been the right choice. Yeah. I feel like I would need to go down the road of putting tape on it and I don't really want to do that with a four hundred oh, okay. quid writing. No. You know. Um and then so yeah, so naively I bought the eighteen inch EFX as my only crash symbol. Right. Um and the way I had my ride set up at the time like I could crash on it, uh-huh. um, but it wasn't comfortable for me, and I didn't realise until until funnily enough, I had a conversation with you uh-huh. about setting up the drums for you and uh-huh. not setting up yourself around the drums. Yeah. Um, so like my ride angles all changed now. Anyway, that's separate conversation. Um, but obviously, the nature of that symbol and EFX, like, is eventually going to crack mm-hmm. because just of the nature of it. So, and that's obviously if you're only hitting it sporadically it'll last obviously a lot longer if you're only hitting it sporadically mm-hmm. but if that's like your only crash obviously it's the only crash you're gonna hit yeah um so i cracked and i cracked, oh, I cracked I, I, I mixed <laughs> <laughs> um, that's an inside joke anyway so i cracked it um got it replaced and then you guys again before i worked here you guys had a tama zildjian day oh yeah where you had dexter hercules that's right we playing. did it was um, all the SLP gear, wasn't it? That's right. Um, which sounded great. All mm-hmm. of them sounded great because they were all fitted with like variations of Aquarian heads as that's well. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. And that day, I knew because that's also when the K Suite crashes did came out. Oh, it's still amazing. Like, yeah, they're awesome. The 19 in particular is bonkers. I don't have one, but because um, I, I came in because I wanted to hear how they were and I had kind of thought, right, I'm just going to get a straight up crash symbol. Mm-hmm. So I got the... 18 inch dark sun just oh okay again k straight up crash symbol and i love it right. i absolutely love it it's like now in my head that's like that's what a crash symbol sounds like in my head right um so i love it so i've, I've i guess to bring everything around to a, a close a climax um i've never felt the need to change my my setup do you, know. you still have any effects? I do. I now have it off to my right hand side, so it's like a, it's more of an accent symbol now than the main crash. I've I've got an old AAX ozone, and I might bring it out. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about it now, and I'm like, hmm. It's all warped and bent out of shape. It's a, it's about ten years old or something. I would maintain that they sound better the more trash they are. I would agree. Yeah. Jay Hepburn, uh, who plays for the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Uh, when I funnily enough this time last year when I went and done a rig rundown with him like I was very cautious of trying not to get the split in his <laughs> AX ozone in shot um, but out front it sounded immense really? like yeah it sounded great I don't know why it just sounded so good like yeah. obviously in person like when you're sitting right next to it I was like oh that sounds a bit nasty but bit out front when it's under a microphone it just sounded like really quite it was like a obviously as a crash symbol like shh but it was like a right. but for that symbol it works well was I it think HHX or AAX it was AAX I'm sure right okay um can't remember oh, oh. <laughs> let's go to the tape <laughs> um but yeah it, it sounded awesome huh there you go there you go I've got a pair I've, I think I talked about this before I've got a pair of Istanbul Agop Exist 10 inch Ion hi hats that have never been out of the bag really so I've been thinking about you know how Benny Greb mounts his crasher thing off the bass drum? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that. Because we had some dance tunes to play at the weekend. It's like, these would have been primed for that. Yeah. Don't know. Wait and see. Try it out. Yeah, I'll need you to... You should do it on a gig, at least for the socials. Yeah, I'll need to... Um, do it for the gram. <laughs> I'll need to um, figure out how to mount them, though. You know, because there's that Tama 
no, pearl, no, sonar. Wow. Um, I saw, cowbell, a, I saw a complete malfunction uh, happening. You uh, there's a cowbell thing that he clamps on the bass drum, but he puts a Tama arm through it. Oh. Because it's thin enough to fit through the the the, the hole, but it's long enough to, for him to mount symbols off it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hacks. Yeah, yeah totally. So yeah, I might find out. I might try it. Who knows? Yeah. Not you can try it, and if yeah, you don't like it, it, yeah, I'll just no, throw them it. in the river or something. <laughs> <laughs> just throw them out. Um, so yeah, be gone with you. But I've been, I've been, um, I've been doing a deep dive on Smashing Pumpkins again lately. Oh, have you? I have. I've been like, I've been listening to Siamese Dream in the car every day for like ten days, like to and from work, and in work. I'm pretty sure sometimes. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy uses like bonker setup, you know. So it's made me investigate or start to think about investigating how just changing little things, mm-hmm. you know. But we'll wait and see. Like what? Like, well, you just splashes and stuff, and like, I don't know, just getting up. He, he uses a crazy setup. His setup was like 14, 10, 13, mm-hmm. 16, 18, 22. Right. He's a massive kit. I'm not taking a massive kit out. I, I, I'm, no. I, I don't mean it like that. Because Gail but. sets it up as well. She would hate yeah. you. <laughs> we wouldn't get it in the car plus the PA. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets different drum sounds. You know, there's like loads of different sounds available to him for mm-hmm. that. So I don't know. I'd maybe take like a side snare out or take some different trigger sounds out or something. You know, just something to dive into it a bit more. Yeah. You know? Over the past year, since this is obviously the topic of the episode... What's been your favourite bit of gear that you've taken out from the shop Ooh. on a gig? Because um, you used to do that loads, remember? Yeah, there's a. it's not anything sexy, but the Tama MC8 hoop grip thing. Oh, that's where you can mount cymbals off it? Off your floor tom, and your, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing bit of kit, the, the hoop grip. It's unreal. So you get a little um, L rod with the fast, uh, what do you call it? The quick the release. Quick mate. Aye, yeah. quick mate. Aye. Thank you. Um, and you could put like, I put a, a, a symbol onto my floor tom rather than have a stand. That's I mean, just genius. Yeah. And if you got a bunch of them, you could have bar triggers in places where you wouldn't normally have them. Yeah. That kind of thing. Would that be, uh, to go off literally what you were talking about, could that be another alternative for mounting those little hi-hats? No, because there's no clutch on it. Oh, of course, right enough, yeah. You know, uh, and, Failed. I, and I wouldn't... A crash is one thing, but a pair of small hats... Well, the weight might be the same. I don't know, but there's no clutch, mm-hmm. so right, okay. they wouldn't sit on it properly, you know. Yeah. I don't know that I would be that comfortable. I don't know if how sturdy it would be. Yeah. Um, I would need to try it. Mm-hmm. So I, I really dig that. You know, mm-hmm. um, and lately I, I got a Sonar D light snare, which is just amazing. I'd wanted one for ages. A customer of ours, Martin Smith, has one, and every time he brings it in the shop, I try and steal it from him because <laughs> um, it sounds amazing. It's lovely. Yeah. Um, so I bought one of those, which is just great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those those two things. What about you? Um. I think for me, um, what have I got recently? I recently changed my sticks this year. Right. I wanted to try out just lighter sticks, so I've like completely migrated over to Vicforth 85As. How's that working out? Great. I feel like, I think, I never quite realised until I went back to what I was playing before for a gig, just how heavy my sticks were. Yeah. And I think it really affected how I played a lot, because I felt everything was much more difficult mm-hmm. with the heavier sticks. Right. Whereas with 85A, it just feels like, this sounds cliche as 
AF. Um, but they sound, they felt like a, just an extension of my hands. Yeah, like, yeah, I felt yeah. like everything just felt so much easier, and I'd, I felt much more relaxed. I did the same thing actually. Um, investigated sticks a wee bit more this year. Um, and, and Bennett Dario really helped me out with some different stuff because I'd been play, playing eighty-five A. Yeah. But I tried Promark for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and really like them. The five A and the eighty-five A and Vic for uh, the Promark five A and the Vic eighty-five A are like the same size. Mm-hmm. But the Promarks felt a little bit more front heavy mm-hmm. which felt nice mm-hmm. so Ben sent me some stuff up to try and I really like the Rick Latham and the Acid Jazz mm-hmm. they're all the same size as 85A right. but they've got different tips and the, the Acid Jazz is slightly longer mm-hmm. so like an extreme 85A <laughs> if you like um, so yeah I, I dig that man Yeah, I dig that mm-hmm. it's good it's good chat good. also snare weight snare weight oh, took god I yeah, yeah pure gloss over that for yeah, a second um, they were great they are great I have a bit of a problem with my hoop because the the hoop on my snorer vintage snorer stoner vintage snare stoner yep. oh if you're having a toe of it um, oh boo um, my sonar vintage snare um, is rounded over so sometimes the snare weight doesn't like it doesn't quite sit on it aye so I need to find a way and get some blue tack or something to to like keep it in to place. hold it in place yeah but it sounds amazing yeah good yeah big time I'm on the snare weight on the snare weight, yep. It's pretty much changed everyone's game. Aye, totally, man. Yeah. I, I was a convert. I was like, nah, this can't be right. This is dead. Surely not. This is dead knitted. Um, and then I tried it. I was like, wow, okay. I'll eat humble pie. And yep. I will, yeah. Excuse me, so I have an, an, an M1 and an M80. Oh, you've got you've dual wielding? Not on every drum. Yeah. The M80's on a brass shell. Okay. Yeah, um, I do the same. Yeah, yeah, which just tempers it out a bit, and the M1 is on other drums. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, into it. So do you put the M1 on your vintage? Yes. Yeah. I can't put it on the D light because it's got a big diecast hoop on it. Right. Okay. The sonar hella hoop thing. They're really big. Mm-hmm. So I would need the, the the big brass lock. Yeah. For that. Um, but yeah, they're brilliant. I, mm-hmm. I want to try them on toms as well. You should. I've recently yeah. just switched back to Emperors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny Greb convinced me hearing his kit with Emperors on it because I when I got my vintage series I put Emperors on it and I wasn't I didn't love it mm-hmm. I felt like the drums felt like the the bearing edge was doing too much damping on an already thick head mm-hmm. but I've recently put them back on and they sound amazing mm-hmm. so I don't know what changed just your mindset mm-hmm. sounds like mm-hmm. yes so that's quite a, 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 a that was a deep dive again into gear yeah it was yeah Yeah. I think when I get my SQ1 I'm going to put clear Emperors on it oh my goodness mm-hmm Breaking the mould. Why? Breaking the mould. Well, kind of going off Chris Coleman's, he, to be fair, he uses EC2s, which are essentially like Evans pinstripe, right? A Remo pinstripe. A Remo. Yeah. Evans yeah. version of a pinstripe. Yeah. You, you called Sonar, Stoner, and uh, I'm getting I'm, called out. Well, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I'm telling your mum Evans pinstripes Evans pinstripes <laughs> Remo Remo uh, texture coated <laughs> um, but he also has a he has like a G14 on the bottom that's yeah that's true so he has two ply on the bottom well mm-hmm. thick one ply mm-hmm. but I don't know I, I, I just like the sound of his, of his kit I, I think I think it might be too with the, with the thick resonant heads I think that exact sound might be too much for me. Well, you also play 10, don't you? 10, 14. Yeah, I 10. feel like you would need to t- tune the 10 quite high. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Just if for two ply on the bottom as well, I think to get the most out of the drum, the 10 would have to be tuned pretty high. Yeah. I don't think I would go as heavy-handed as two ply on the bottom. Right. I would maybe, I would put like an Emperor on the top, I right. think. But even then, I think that might be a bit too much. No, I used no. to have a 10 with an Emperor on it. Oh, my, yeah? My Yamaha kit had a 10. Okay. My Recording Custom had a 10, and my Hybrid Maple had a 10. You're fine. Did you put a Coated Emperor on it? Yeah, code? I played Coated Emperors for years. That was just right. the right. default. Right, okay. Um, I haven't played Clear Heads for... A long time. Mm-hmm. What got me into it was, ironically, the the Evans or the Remo pinstripes. Right. Um, but I think sometimes pinstripes depends on the drum. I think they can be a bit of a one trick pony sometimes. And I, I, they will obviously refresh the sound of a kit. Mm-hmm. But I think for this kit that I'm getting, I, I want it to be a little bit livelier. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like the ABBA. Yeah, yeah, Kit. totally. I Do get you know it. what I mean? Paul recently, in the last year or so, was dealing with a customer who bought a Brooklyn Chrome of a Brass 14 by 6.5. And, mm-hmm. and Paul put a pinstripe on it and it sounded amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well. It's like bringing back the pinstripe. It just worked. He just tuned it beautifully and it made the drum sound absolutely mega. Mm-hmm. So don't discount them. Oh, no, not at all. I use pinstripes on what I've got just now. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've oh, used okay. pinstripes in my Questlove. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. For real. Brilliant. And the, 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 it sounds great. Have you tried them on your brass snare drum yet? Pinstripe? Uh-huh. No. Uh, Dare to dream. Dare to dream. <laughs> Be a believer. Yeah. Be the change we all need. <laughs> Be the change. Okay. I might give it a go, because I'm working my way through Remo's catalogue, I suppose. Are you, what are you on? I'm on Power Stroke 3. See, that's great as well. Yeah, I do. I do endorse that. Mm-hmm. Um, but try a pinstripe; you'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay, uh, I will publicly eat my hat if it sounds yeah. like a like a bin lid, like a bag of washing. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll quite happily say I was wrong. Okay. Um, I'll take it out on a gig and I'll, yeah. I'll report back. Yeah. And I'll let you know if I love it or hate it. Okay. You'll know very quickly if I love it or hate it because you might have a pinstripe bounce off your head or a text message or a te- <laughs> with a love heart. <laughs> Thanks, bro, but I don't like this. Thanks, bro. Gail's like, who's texting you with a love heart? Uh, uh, my bro, Adam. <laughs> Ovs. Yeah. Um, Best friend. <laughs> you know I've got your name tattooed, don't you? <laughs> Tell me your amazing news. <laughs> um, uh, who else did we have this year, man? Oh, man. Uh, we had, uh, obviously, Benny Greb. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, yeah. The, well, we did a whole episode with Benny, so we did. Uh, I mean, <laughs> in case you've <laughs> missed it. Um, and Craig Reynolds and Craig Reynolds uh, we had Matt Garska he's great mm-hmm. um, what a player he is that was my introduction to him oh did you not yeah, know anything about no, him no nothing at all wow I know totally did my research for the, the guest artist we had oh, yeah, you know, yeah. like, well would this guy play um, he was killing <laughs> yeah he's um, awesome yeah he's got the chippity choppities he does yeah um, he likes his grub as well he yeah he does his... like his fried chicken yeah he does yeah yeah uh, and then we had the only Leeds exclusive clinic of the year uh, with Luke Holland. Ah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, I did you go? No, no. I wasn't sure if you'd gone down um, and socialed it. No. Uh, thankfully, Katie was the uh, the stand-in socials right. for that event. Uh, her oh, and she, Jake. Uh, she knows how to do her socials. She does. Yeah, she's very active on mm-hmm. on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but. As far as I, I know, Luke absolutely smashed it. Smashed it. Smashed it. Yeah, he's a boy, yeah, he can play. Yeah, he, oh, have you ever seen any of his videos? Like, Yeah, one or two, yeah. Phenomenal. Like, yeah, like, like the minor stuff I've watched, you know, mm-hmm. bullet stack videos and all that. The video that got him famous 
um, was um, do you know uh, Skrillex? Uh, yeah, yeah. He had a a song called Cinema, right? And basically, what got Luke discovered was uh, he'd done a drum cover of that song. But some of the stick tricks he was thrown in were just blowing everyone's mind, right? And that's basically what got him. Wow, discovered. Hey, there you go. Um, who knew? Who knew? I I knew. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Like, but just like stick tricks being a thing. That, All right. Yeah. You know. But it, like, it was phenomenal. So, um, obviously from that, they eventually he got really famous. Right. Um, he joined the band called uh, The World Alive. Right. I don't think he plays for them anymore though. Uh, but that obviously got him DW. Um, and BBFs with Thomas Lang. He go. did Soundbrenner as well, didn't he? Thomas Lang? No, Luke Holland. Luke. I'm sure Maybe. he was in the advert for Soundbrenner. He may have been. I have to do my research. Yeah. On that one, but I don't I'm know. sure he was. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'd have liked to have seen that actually. It'd have been cool. Yeah. I mean, it would have been quite cool to just see all those those stick tricks in person. I yeah. think it would be quite cool. Yeah. Um, but I think as far as I know, he went into a lot of how to kind of market yourself on social media as well. Like, because he's obviously one of the, I guess one of the... Premier. Uh, yeah, like he's one of the um, ambassadors for it. Because right. obviously that's how he's got a career. So mm, yeah. yeah. So, yeah um, so we had Luke Holland as the only clinic in Leeds. And then we rounded out the year with Mr. Benny Greb, which yeah. is all know about. So, yeah. Strong clinic year. Strong clinic year. Um, who would you like to see next year? Oh, we've had this chat before, but yeah. Todd Zuckerman. Oh, okay, cool. I'll Todd do it. Zuckerman I'll see what I can do. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll start, you know. Are you in Todd BBFs? Well, he, yeah. Like, genuinely wish each other a happy birthday and all that every year. Cause That's cute. He, little known fact, about 10 years ago, 2008, I think, we tried to get Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, because he'd just done like Modern Drummer Festival and the DVD came out and he had just released his DVD and he was kind of everywhere because he's amazing and it fell through mm-hmm. why but, did it fall through? Uh, do you remember? Uh, no I don't really I can't I need to read back emails and stuff but anyway yeah. I don't think we could get dates to line up with his tour and schedule and all that kind of stuff but like six months later I get an email for the shop out of the blue from him being like yo man I'm playing in Glasgow um, I can't get you a ticket because his I think Styx's keyboard player his family are from Glasgow oh okay so they had all the guest list yeah but he's like if you can get yourself to the gig I will we can do a meet and greet and we can hang out wow. so I got a ticket and yeah man he was like I'll fit they were on first he says give me five minutes oh but they're supporting yeah so it was Styx Foreigner and Journey Wow. Yeah. So was Steve Smith playing at the time? No, it was Dean Castronovo. Right, okay. Um so yeah, he was like, once I come off, give me five minutes and then go to this door mm-hmm. and say, You're with me and they gave me a triple A and we hung out the back of the SEC for like an hour. And he had just what? come off the stage. Wow. Yeah. He, um super cool man. Just mm-hmm. we actually missed foreigner set. Wow. We were talking rubbish about drums for that long and we had never met each other before. That's crazy. We had only ever had email correspondence. Mm-hmm. So that's who he is. Yeah. He's, he's, that. He's, he's that guy. Yeah, he's just the nicest guy, man. He's so genuine. Mm-hmm. And then we put him on in clinic like eight years later it came 
good and did he remember yeah I, yeah, yeah yeah totally yeah. yeah um yeah it was super cool man um so yeah he's just the loveliest dude mm-hmm. so he, he seems like it um, yeah and that's why i'd be really keen to meet him because he just seems like a, yeah apart from anything else obviously an outrageous player aye like just oh, a genuinely really nice, different class, nice guy. Yeah. Um, maybe the best clinic we've ever put on. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Wow. But a couple of people certainly. Yeah. It was very very good. Um, he's just dead easy to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, no no dramas, no egos. Just knows why he's there, yeah. and has the best attitude. He's just the most positive person. Yeah. You know, it helps. And he, like, don't get me wrong, he's he, you know. He flies everywhere, so he's all over the world all the time, and he's always positive. Yeah, it's amazing, you know. So yeah, if we can get him, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. Make it happen. Make it so. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> Just me- keep messaging him. Hey yeah. Todd, what are you up to? I uh, totally. Hey Todd, what are you doing on Friday? What are you doing on Friday? Do you want to come with my guy? <laughs> <laughs> Need a debt, mate. <laughs> you free? <laughs> it's in Sterling. <laughs> Two hundred pound. First dance is Ed Sheeran. Uh, <laughs> Do you know Loch Lomond? Hi. I'll, I'll send you a debt recording. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Do you need a lift? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love the hypothetical. Todd took him in doing a, a Scottish wedding debt gig. Love it. Uh, the bass player will get you at the service station. <laughs> So yeah, so it's been a pretty big year. Obviously, we've done a few trips as well. I was um, going to say, yeah, you you did your first trip. First trip, and it was a very very good one as well. Yeah. Minor. Yeah. Uh, Paul and Gordon went to Istanbul. That's right. Correct the window. And I, uh, I think that was all for trips this year, wasn't it? Yeah, we only went a couple this year. I don't think. <laughs> yes, we only we only did two <laughs> trips this year. I'm, I'm trying to think if Peril did the boat trip, but they didn't. Well, oh no, I went to Germany. I'm sure was it? No, that was last year. God. I, I don't even know where I am. I like emails. <laughs> Who was, am I? Emails was last year. No, Peril didn't do one this year. That's right. Yeah, but then I suppose a trip kind of was UK drum show. Yeah, it was. Um, that was a riot. <laughs> <laughs> Says the broken man. Oh, yeah, man. Two days of mania. Yeah, two days of mania. Three days of mania. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Um. Yeah. It's good a, fun though. It's been a good year, bro. Yeah, man. It's been a good year. It has been. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see. Well, obviously, hang on. We've not. We've glossed over the fact that we've now started this. We've got a podcast. Oh yeah, I totally, yeah. totally. This is episode ten. Yep. Um. Yeah, it seems to be getting received okay. Yeah, it does. Yeah. People that listen to it seem to well like your podcast, bro. A nice podcast, bro. Thanks, friend. Thank you. Um, we had a customer in today who was buying our Yamaha kit, um, and he's been listening to it as well. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah cool. he mentioned that. So, yeah. In fact, two people today mentioned it. Great. Yeah, it's awesome. Helps. It does help. You know, every little bit helps. As yeah. Tesco say. Yeah, totally. You know. um, so yeah, well, this is the last episode of the year, really. Yeah. Um, and if we want to break it into seasons, this is season one coming to a close guess so yeah yeah and we've already recorded episode one of season two um which we will put out in january january yes uh, um are we gonna reveal who it was no no, no keep it okay yeah um and we're pipelining others i need to get my finger out and and um actually confirm dates for some people yes if there's anyone you would like to see on or hear on the podcast yeah. that we can realistically make happen 
I will pretense with that. Uh, let us know. Yeah, like don't say Vinny. Yeah, I mean that's pretty impossible. <laughs> Todd's are coming. You yeah. free for a podcast, mate? <laughs> totally, totally. Um, so yeah, if there's anything you want us to talk about as well, because we, you know, we 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 did say that we would cover topics, and we've done that many interviews that we've not really covered topics and yeah. such. You know, we haven't gone in, we haven't gone in deep to anything. Yeah, except for gear, like we've we've yeah, but we've went you know. deep about gear at least three times. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a shot, baby. But yeah, I mean, what I mean is, is do, if you want us to talk about ride symbols, yeah, we will talk about ride symbols. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's fine. Um, you know, if you want us to talk about other things, I'll do anything, Chris. If the price is right. Oh, there you are. There you go. Yeah. So you've heard it here you first. You did hear it, hear it here first. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Thank you to all those that um have shopped with us this year. Yes. Um and you know being patient with us as we open a new shop and mm-hmm. move the existing shop. Um, still pretty wild to think about that. Yeah, and mm. um, yeah, like we said, if there's anything you want to check us out with, is that that sentence didn't make any sense. If there's anything you want us to talk about or check out for you. Yes. Uh, we can do that. Drop us a line. Uh, where's the lines, Adam? Where the, are the lines line? are, well, bring us home. Mm-hmm. Bring us home. Okay, so you can uh, find us all over the socials. Uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Drummers Only UK. Uh, make sure you hook yourself up with some very, 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 very last minute Christmas goodies uh, over on drummersonly.co.uk. Uh, make sure you come and visit us uh, in Leeds, Unit 1, Springwell Point, and uh, Springwell Road. Thank you. That's two <laughs> That's in a row. Twice, two in a row. Uh, Springwell Road in Leeds, uh, LS12 1AF. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can come and visit the Glasgow Show Room. Saved it. Uh, Unit 4, Weirdale Lane, uh, Queensley Park, Glasgow, G33 4JJ. There you are. Um, you can drop us an email at info at drummersonly.co.uk or leads at drummersonly.co.uk um, You could uh, send us a letter if you want <laughs> um, You can um, send, us, send it out an SOS Send us SOS, please somebody help me, it's not healthy Name that song, Christopher Please somebody help me, that's yep. not healthy uh-huh. Don't know Don't know do you want me to tell you? Yeah. It's Rihanna. Oh, okay. Then I wouldn't know. Of course, because you only listen to jazz. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got there. Oh, I went through the full episode. Um, uh, make sure you come by the Leeds shop. Make sure you come by the Glasgow shop. Hit us up if you've got any questions. Maybe you'd like to order yourself a brand new SQ2 to start off 2020. Yeah. Uh, maybe you would like to hook yourself up with some uh, SJC. Yes. Um, EAD. EAD 10, of course, yes. Um, Or maybe even you just want to come in and say hello. Um, Biscuits are not uh, essential, but they are very welcome. Um, (laughs) They they might soften the blow on the price that you have to... (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. Remember that time? I won't. Um, And yeah, of course, if you've got any questions, anything you would like to know or order or... um, like to talk about come and see us yes. get in touch please do um, and have a very merry Christmas yes have a wonderful Christmas and New Year team yes and we'll see you in 2020 bye bye now bye bye <laughs>